Welcome back, HVAC On Air listeners. We are here for another episode of The Tech Experts with John and James. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hey, Lizzie. So today we're going to talk about some new interesting things that are happening from the Emerson Copeland perspective. We're going to talk about OPI and Copeland Mobile. And listeners, you may know that we do have another podcast on this where we talk about our digital resources and go a little more in depth. But today is a special show because those two specific resources have gotten an update. And so we wanted to get the experts to talk about the new things that you may be seeing and go through some of the FAQs that are out there and just hit some highlights in case you're worried or concerned or you know, you just want to hear what some of the folks internally think about the new look and feel. So, but before we do that, let's start with answering the question from last time, which is very important. I will reread the question from last time. Would you like me to do (laughs) that? That'd be awesome. What was the question? The question was, what is the threshold, compressor horsepower or capacity, when you can replace a single compressor in a tandem or when you have to replace the entire tandem. Because if you remember, we talked about tandems and trios last time. Yes, we did talk about quite a bit about tandems and what can and can't be replaced. And there is a threshold on certain frame sizes. Usually it's 10 horsepower and under, but to be more specific, like a ZP91 that's in a tandem, that compressor does not come tandem ready in the aftermarket so the entire tandem would have to be replaced the replacement actually would start with zp 103 those compressors do come tandem ready so a single compressor could be replaced in a tandem or they could be you know that, that's through us and through the wholesaler yes um the oems themselves might have a stock of those and those would be the people to talk to if you were looking for something under that horsepower I see. Correct. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, let's jump Why in. Let's jump in. All right. We're talking about <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is that funny? We're going to talk about Copal Mobile and OPI today, two tools that John and I use very often. They're very useful, and I'm sure a lot of you have noticed that they look a little different. The functionality is still there. OPI kind of gives you more of a, kind of seems more like a Google look. Instead of having a list of products to choose from, like the old OPI with you would choose condensing units or cross-reference or something. You have a search bar where you can type in a model number and go from there. Mm-hmm. OPI and Copa Mobile have both been around for quite a while, but as uh, we've mentioned, they do look a little different. Um, I kind of tend to think of OPI as more of a desktop tool, which James and I sit at desk most of the day, so we use OPI quite a bit. However, Copa Mobile, even though it's more geared to be used on a handheld device, such as a phone, <laughs> um, <laughs> it does have a lot of features and it, it's a very good resource for someone who's at a job site looking for information. So, but I'm going to start us off by talking a little bit about OPI. I've been here, uh, this is my 28th year with the company and, and uh, just kind of ironic for me to be sitting here talking about mobile apps and computer programs. So, I mean, when I started here, not only were they not something you'd use every day, but you're almost less of a man for being able to use a computer, you know. So, But anyway, they've come a long way, and I don't think we can really do our jobs anymore without resources like OPI and Copa Mobile. 
Well, and I think that's kind of a testament to how useful they really are. I mean, we use them in our office, and this Absolutely. is something we provide to people externally, and we still use them. Absolutely. So. Actually, we use them more. Uh, just a little inside information. Some of the internal programs that we've used, mostly our mainframe computer system that we've used here for a long, long time, way before me, has gone away. So we're actually scurrying to use some different internal programs to get to the information that we used to get to a little easier or more familiar with getting to. And now we use Copa Mobile and OPI quite a bit more because it's easy to use. Plus, it's also something that the people we're talking to on the phone can can see. They can look at it up themselves and, and see. But the only things that are kind of missing from the internal programs that I see on Copa Mobile is the actual blueprints Sometimes, you know, you could see, you could see prints for, for condensing units and stuff, but like actual parts, you know, we still have some internal programs of exclusive to us that we can use, but. Yes, but these programs have come a long way. I'm very fond of the Copa Mobile desktop version. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And if there's any wholesalers that happen to be listening to this, I would highly recommend if you haven't used it or have used it in, in the past that you would, uh have this desktop version available to you because it really makes it useful for looking for parts. But I think we're going to jump into OPI. Yeah. Here, so. The first question would be like, how do you get to OPI? And it's available on the Emerson website. You can go to it directly. Emerson.com forward slash Copeland OPI. I just had to look up what a forward slash is. It does not require a login. You can go straight to that way. Except that a forward slash for those of you who don't know, moves right to left on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't learn that in HGAC school. Whatever, but, um, so a good point is, yeah, right. You don't need to log in to use it. It makes it a little quicker to get to each time. And just like before, information such as you know compressors and condensing units, cross-referencing um, older equipment. You can identify service parts to some degree as long as you have kit numbers. But what I've noticed moving around on OPI is more model based so if you have a compressor model or a condensing unit model that's kind of how you can get to the parts so unless a part is already in a kit it's difficult to use like a, a certain part sometimes on OPI would be a little frustrating if you pull a part number off the side of a, a Copeland relay which would just be a regular part number it yeah. can get a little bit challenging so it might just be a tip to if you do have a, a compressor model number or a condensing unit model number to work your way into the parts that way um, as you work through OPI. Some other stuff that's in there that's very handy that we use quite a bit, publications uh, such as application engineering bulletins, different marketing and wholesaler bulletins. Uh, there's a keyword search feature that we'll talk a little bit about, which I, you know, if you have nothing to go on other than like searching by keyword, that's available to you and that becomes very handy. You know, we'll spend a little time talking about the advanced search. So when you're at the main screen of OPI, you'll see uh, some selections across the top, so like this product search, cross-reference, publications, bulletins, so on and so on. But right in the middle of the screen off to the right, there's an advanced search drop-down. And based on what product you're searching through, like a compressor or condensing unit, you can select a compressor based on the criteria that is available to you in this advanced search. And you'll see like what product type, what kind of compressor are you interested in, discus and scroll, um, coplametics. There's even screw compressors, which we no longer actually manufacture, but 
you want it, you can find it there. That's right. You can still find stuff that we no longer make, but there's still some information, technical information on it. You can search by, you know, frequency, the application that you're working with, medium, low, high temp, air conditioning. And then it gets into just, like I said, this was all available on the old OPI, but capacity. If you want to increase your range on your capacity, you could do that. So you can do a broader search. And then you can also do that. That was, we were kind of, I was looking at a compressor tab there. But if you go into condensing units, once again, the same type of information. So you can search by a compressor. It's a, a lot of times we'll do that. If we, there's no model number on a condensing unit somebody can find, you can actually type in a compressor here. And you can spit out a list of all the condensing units that use that model, and you can help you zero in on what parts of the model number you might have on that nameplate. Once again, you can search by dimension. I've done that. I've had folks call in, and they say they need a replacement for a certain condensing unit, but it has to fit this spot. You can actually narrow your criteria to actually search by the dimensions of the unit as well. So like any search you do on the Internet, uh, the less criteria you use, the more results you get back and maybe the less accurate <laughs> you get. But as you zero in, you can really get something to meet your needs. I was going to say, it looks like, I mean, they put a pretty decent option to, like, narrow down in that advanced search for what you're yep. looking for. Yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, the cross-reference is tricky. I mean, a lot of guys that we talk to and guys and, and gals in the field that we talk to, they like the same model for the same model when they're replacing a compressor or a condensing unit. That's increasingly harder to do with older equipment because it does get phased out. So the cross-reference tab is handy. Like I mentioned before, when you're searching, even cross-referencing a piece of equipment, if something looks fishy to you as far as like a big difference in the model you're replacing to the one you're getting, I re highly recommend, once again, contacting someone at your local wholesaler branch or our tech support line. Um, once again, the cross-referencing tool is definitely great, but if there's any questions at all, I mean, that's the time that, you know, to use the tools that are available to you as far as in your wholesale branch and, and the tech support line. Copeland to Copeland cross-referencing, even competitive models, you know, we can do that just as the old OPI did. Just like before, the software downloads are available all through OPI. That's ever-growing. Um, you get CoreSense software and PSS software where it's, you know, it's kind of meant for designing systems and picking systems for uh, different applications. Fault Finder. All the different diagnostics equipment we have out there, you can help find your code on the different diagnostic modules that we have available. And like I said, the list of the software downloads continues to grow. So a lot is available at your fingertips these days than before you had to go back and call somebody or look it up in a book. As I mentioned before, documentation, the publications and bulletin search feature. And you click on that tab at the top of the page, it brings you into... A similar looking screen, but you can search these different resources, application engineering bulletins, the old AE bulletins that we used to put out a long time ago. Uh, there's also some bulletins that are in different languages, which are, like I said, very, very useful. A lot of folks working on this equipment that, like I said, you know, that maybe be harder to communicate with, but now that some of these bulletins are written in a, in a language that they can use uh, more readily. Uh, this marketing bulletins, and I, I know I'm going on here, but I'm getting to the end. There's one feature called a marketing and bulletins and product planning. Like these are a big mystery. These bulletins, they come out, several come out every year. And 
they're really a wealth of knowledge on very like narrow topics and they're hard to locate so by clicking on that tab you can actually do a keyword search of different items like we had a question come up a couple weeks ago when copeland switched to a different style of gaskets that they provided with their compressors Mm -hmm. they went from a paper gasket to a rubber coated steel gasket and it you know, there's some confusion that came up. Which side goes to the compressor? Which side goes to the valve? Just by typing in gaskets in that keyword search, it brought up this marketing bulletin from 2009. It describes uh, what products were affected by it and also you know, what is the correct way to put the grommet onto a compressor and a valve. And it saves the day sometimes. It finds an answer that's buried. So that's a very useful tool. So... And finally, the where to buy feature, which I think is uh, really interesting, is once you're looking at a part, a kit, or a compressor, or a condensing unit, and you find it in OPI, you can actually find where it is located in proximity to you by entering a zip code, and it will spit out a list of local wholesalers to you that have the model in stock. So we find that very useful on the service line as well. We'll clip that out and send that in an email or send somebody to... uh, Save somebody a lot of driving around asking questions. And uh, the last thing is for folks who are resistant to change like myself at times, you can use the old look of OPI at the very top. I love them both I so love much. them so much, yes. Um, <laughs> at the very top of the uh, OPI screen, there is a button where you can click to the OPI Classic. And it will bring you back to the the look and feel of the old OPI full format. So, do we know how long that's going to continue to be available? So I believe that's like six months. Okay. So there's, so six there's some time. Still using the uh, the classic, but you could, like John said, use the new OPI to do some searches, kind of get a feel for how it works. And there's a, a lot of benefits to the new look and feel of mm-hmm. OPI. I was going to say, I mean, it's got a lot of the stuff just kind of in that top bar, which is really nice mm-hmm. compared to how it used to be set up. It looks like you can also set what your unit preference is, so you can have metrics or English, you know. Yes. For those folks that are in Canada, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> um, or somewhere. Yeah. Or somewhere. Yeah. Um, the last thing I, I almost forgot, I mean to interrupt you, Lindsay, is there's a feedback button that you might notice on the side here, too. and. That, I'm sure feedback gets overlooked. I mean, when you're on a website looking for something, the last thing you're worried about is what kind of feedback you can give. But James and I have had the opportunity to work with some of the people that are developing these newer formats and different features in, in Copeland Mobile and OPI. And I can tell you, they just thrive to get feedback. they looking for input on how to improve all the time. You know, we're busy most of the time, so anytime we get to talk to them and we get provide them some feedback, they really are excited to use that into making things better. So if you do have time, there is something you like, something you don't like, constructively criticize or provide feedback, it is appreciated by the, the folks that work on these tools. Yeah, they definitely take those into consideration. They so yes, they, they really want feedback, and it's important if you have time to to provide some good, bad, or otherwise, it's uh, it's something that could be useful to how this product's developed into the future. Yeah, I mean, really, this is for you folks in the field. So whatever we can do to make it better, let us know. Yeah, are we ready to talk about mobile? Yeah, let's move to mobile. All right, I'm, I use mobile quite a bit. I do use the desktop version, but I do- Copeland I mean, Mobile. We'll say Copeland Copeland Mobile. mobile. 
<laughs> we gotta, I'm, I'm guess. not as familiar with the actual mobile version that you would see on your phone, but I know that it's going to have the same functionality. And John had mentioned earlier about having a known part and being able to locate it nearby, which is uh, a huge resource for this because once you are able to establish a part number, not only can you find out where it is and if it's available or not, but you can also find out what's in the box, which is something that we would, ah. we used to get that question quite, we still get it once in a while. But when I take a known part number, uh, one, for instance, that we work with quite a bit, which is uh, a suction pressure transducer for a Copeland condensing unit. So once you know that part number and you enter it into the mobile. Copeland, Copeland mobile. Copeland mobile. <laughs> You can actually look and see what's inside the box. Ooh. And a lot of people don't realize that it's not just a transducer. There's actually three harnesses that come with it. They put every harness in there depending on what unit it's being applied to because it's used across the board on all coupling condensing units with electronic unit control. And that is a really nice feature because you want to know that when you get yeah. that specific part. It is. They're going to see that not only get a transducer, I get three harnesses, and then again you can find out where to buy it. Mm -hmm. But another one that is interesting is standard valve plates. Now like with what, what valve plate kit goes with this? If you find out what kit you need and then you go and look at it, you're gonna see that you get all the gaskets, a bunch of gaskets, you're gonna get lock washers, the valve plate assembly, instruction sheets, all everything that is in that kit is gonna be listed on Copeland Mobile. That's awesome. But if I might interrupt for a second, that's where I, when I said it's good to work from the actual compressor or condensing unit model number, because like, as James mentioned, that suction pressure transducer has a part number and that part number is in that kit. But if you just search for that particular part number, it's not going to come up. It has to be in the kit. So what, the way you would find that is you go to the, the condensing unit you're using and you go to service parts and it'll tell you the service parts available and it'll give you a pressure transducer kit and inside that is when you look at what's in the box is where you find that actual part number so that's what i was kind of alluding to yeah. when you're looking for a part it's best to start with the actual compressor or condensing yeah, unit rather than the part that's in there so if you open copa mobile and you're working on an m6 condensing unit and you put in the entire model number it'll ask you what refrigerant you're using and you can click on that and on the left side of the page it's going to give you a list of service parts and once you go through that list, you're like, oh, I need a, I need a 230-volt electronic unit controller. As soon as you click on that, it's going to give you that part number, and it's going to tell you what's in the box, and then you can put in your zip code and figure out if somebody in your neighborhood actually has that part on the shelf or if one of their branches nearby has one and could get it to you relatively quickly. There is a lot of information in Copeland Mobile, and it does help to start with a good Copeland compressor model number or Copeland condensing unit model number to find exactly what you're looking for. Now in comparison to the old version of Copeland Mobile and the new version of Copeland Mobile, when you're searching for this, what are the new steps that you have to take when you're looking at the icons and which things you want to search? Or is it pretty simple? You can just click right into the search on the homepage. You can click into the search on the home page, and if the Copa Mobile is something that you use on a regular basis, it continues to populate everything that you've ever searched 
so it'll have your history which is really nice so if you were looking at a part last thursday and you can't remember what it was every time you hit the search bar below that is going to be the parts that you've searched for in the last couple weeks uh, there's i've got a pretty extensive list of parts mm -hmm. it also has a scan feature too you can actually scan a code that you're if you're working on a compressor you could scan that i, I personally have not used it uh, but you can hit the scan button and it you know it'll use the code from the compressor nameplate. You know, we actually used to take out cards to different shows mm -hmm. that had just like a dummy scan code to show people how it worked on Copeland mm -hmm. Mobile. It was, yeah, that's a neat feature. I mean, and it's nice because yeah. it's right there on the label. And this does have, Copeland Mobile has a direct link to OPI, which again is an incredibly useful tool because you don't have to have login credentials to use it. So if you're in Copeland Mobile and you're struggling to find what you're looking for on that program, on the left-hand side, there is a tab called Resources, which can take you directly into OPI or the AE Bulletins, the Parts Catalog. The last tab on the desktop version of Cobalt Mobile is called More. And if you click More. on that, you'll see the service engineering phone number. Oh! <laughs> All you have to do is click on the little green phone icon and it'll... That's it'll exciting. Call. Ask for James. <laughs> and you can talk to James. <laughs> I want to interrupt, but I mean, a lot of times you'll you get into these conversations with the wholesalers who we deal with quite a bit. You know, we're mostly aftermarket people. You know, how do we get these resources out to the contractors in the field? Well, you know, the answer a lot of times is it's already in their hands. You know, it's on their phones and the answers are there. Obviously, you know, contractors have a lot on their mind and they're very busy people and learning new programs on their phone and on their computer isn't a high priority probably for them. But, you know, what I've found is the newer contractors, guys that are just, you know, a little more open to taking a little time. There'll always be guys that won't use it. There'll always be someone that is resistant to using these tools and they'll be the guys that are waiting on the phone talking to James and I. So I encourage any contractor, especially guys that are in the, you know, this new in the field, this might be something that is a resource for you that you don't have to bug your boss or your supervisor every time, you know, you can get some answers on, on your own. Like I said, you're carrying it with you all the time anyway. So, and that would be your cell phone. Yeah, definitely. I guess the last thing I would say is if listeners, you want to learn more, we also have a nice blog written up on our Climate Conversations blog talking about the new features that are out there. We also have a new YouTube video out there specifically for Copeland Mobile on the new look and feel also. We'll link to these from our podcast. So if you're wanting some visuals for while James and John are talking, we'll have them there for you on the page. I actually have one more thing to add about Copeland Mobile is uh, James and I have been working with another team here that is uh, working on enhancing the diagnostics. Oh, you guys are doing something secret. Yeah, well, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a group that, of people much smarter than myself, <laughs> but they, the well, they've taken, yeah, <laughs> they've taken some of the troubleshooting that we do like over the phone, some of the tools we do, flow charts and stuff that we use. And they're incorporating that in just a more of a, a streamlining a series of questions to get people answers on troubleshooting systems and compressors in the field. And 
they're basically working off of like, you know, is the compressor running? Is the compressor not running? Is it running continuously? We're kind of starting with some basic information and just like we do on a troubleshooting call, we kind of go with a, the flow of that and lead into the next question and the next question. And finally, you know, if it, if it leads into, God forbid, a compressor being condemned, then that then the where to buy tool is the next available yeah. step. If you can determine that there's a, a component in the system that's not working correctly, then it ends in the where to buy, or, you know, or, you know, if it's some a setting or whatever. But um, expect to see that enhanced over the next few months. That's something that... Uh, I think it's going to be pretty popular. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you guys have any thoughts on that, just hit the feedback button so that we Good can idea. hear that. Alrighty. So I, I guess with that, we're coming to an end. What is the question of the week? All right. This week we're going to do a different kind of question. So, oh. well, it's a question you could find the answer for yes. uh, on definitely on Copeland mobile and, and definitely on, on OPI. And it's a question that comes up. Quite a bit on compressors and condensing units. Says, hey, how much refrigerant goes in this thing? Well, I think we might have covered that at one point or another. You know, compressors and condensing units don't actually have like, unless it's a package unit of some kind, how much refrigerant goes in them. But there's some different tools you can use to get a rough idea on uh, how much the, like a condensing unit can work with. Our question of the week is going to be about a specific condensing unit and. Even though we may not be able to tell the end user how much refrigerant this unit needs to operate the system it's in, we can tell them the pump down capacity of that particular unit. And that information is actually listed in OPI. It is also listed in Copa Mobile. And John and I know where to find it. Are we going to leave it as I can give a specific condensing unit model and what the pump down capacity for this condensing unit is with 404A refrigerant. You're not going to tell them where to find it, are you? We're not giving away t-shirts here, right? we got to do something. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you exactly where to find it. It's, it can be found in both the apps that we spoke about today. It can be found in OPI and, and Coca-Cola. So you, you need a model and a refrigerant. A model and a refrigerant. And for the question of the week, what is the pump down capacity for an M6KP dash zero zero six four dash CAA dash zero seven two using 404A refrigerant. Can you say that phonetically, please? Uh, that condensing <laughs> unit is a Mike six kilo papa dash zero zero six four dash Charlie alpha alpha dash zero seven two. Damn, you're good. Four no, four he's so good. <laughs> we would like to know the pump down capacity of that entire unit, which is listed on Copa Mobile and on OPI. And there you have it, listeners. Yeah. That is the question of the week. And if you'd like to be creative with your phonetic alphabet, we love that too. Love give it. us a call and give us a... Yesterday I had a Fandango, Fandango, Alpha. <laughs> uh, you know, which if you don't know, it's actually a, a, a spirited... It's a spirited dance. Dance. Yeah. A spirited <laughs> dance. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, I had the hairy apple fox is still my favorite. So it's, uh, <laughs> H-A-F. <laughs> but, hairy apple fox. Yeah, you know, so teach us something. Oh. Yeah. Well, so, if, if you get a chance, if you do happen to call us, it's getting to, uh, into the busier time of year. People are starting to fire up equipment. That is right. If you, uh, if you do get in touch with us and we're not available and you have to leave a message, please uh, 
leave your phone number. Always and leave your phone number if what, you leave a message. Yeah. If you leave your phone number and what you're working on, then we can That's be prepared awesome. when we give you a call back. So uh, some advice there if you do end up having to leave a message. That way uh, when we get in touch with you, we can be prepared. Awesome. Well, with that, listeners, as always, you can find us at ac-heatingconnect.com. Also, follow us on Copeland Scroll, Facebook, and Twitter, and LinkedIn. And please leave comments. John and James will also answer comments if you leave them on the webpage. Or give them a call, because now you know where their number is. So, till next time. Thanks, listeners. See you. Bye.